It's the little things you do that show me how little you care about me. Recoiling to my touch, forgetting a kiss goodbye, standing away from me, not really being engaged with me, not seeing me or hearing me. Welcome to this podcast of my inner torch. I wanted to start off by saying, or actually reading something from a woman named Deborah who writes, I started seeing that everything I was pouring into the relationship with the abuser was futile. I was trying to love them better, change myself to make them stop abusing me. The problem was that no matter what I tried to fix that made them unhappy, some other crime that I committed would surface and the abuse would escalate. Only years after I left did I start understanding that a malignant narcissist will never be whole. The holes can never be patched up to retain the love and kindness we give to them. We, however, can patch our holes and give ourselves that love, that forgiveness, and that kindness. And that ties in with today's podcast because I am constantly reminded by my wife of almost 20 years Just the little things that she does, I'm reminded of how little she cares. And the difference is now that, you know, back in the day, I would have ramped up my efforts. I would have tried very hard to show her even more that I love her, that I care about her, that I'm going to make everything right. And the more I tried, the more my wife became distant. She didn't like being smothered. And I get it. I understand it. So her recoiling, her basically discarding me and then me ramping up my efforts were like two opposing magnets. Do you find yourself in that situation? It seems that we just tirelessly want to impress and we want to show our cluster B, our borderline, our narcissist, our psychopath that we love them. We're here for them. And yet the more we pour ourselves into them, the more they take, the more they expect, and the less they appreciate. You know, it was really sad this past weekend when I was standing with my wife in the kitchen and I'm an affectionate person and I kind of walked up to her to give her a kiss and put my arm around her waist and you'd have thought that I was stabbing her in the waist, that I had a knife in my hand. She recoiled. You know, that's really sad. And I I could feel it. And her body language was such, and she was like, oh, I, I need to go get ready for the day. She immediately had to get herself out of the situation because God forbid it escalated into anything that, that resembled some sort of type of affection between us. When the cluster B discards you. They discard you. And you question and you wonder why, why do they stay in the relationship? Why do they hang out? Well, you just keep doing for them. It's a parasitic relationship. And in some ways it's symbiotic because you're giving, 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 and they're taking, 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 and they're not reciprocating. And they are driving you crazy in the process. They are devaluing you. They are stripping your identity. 
And that's what Deborah says in pouring yourself into somebody, trying to fill their holes with you. After a while, you have nothing left to give. And I talk about coming out of the fog. And when you realize this, when you see it for what it is, you begin, you begin to, well, you go through an intense mourning process, which I'm still going through because you're constantly reminded Like I talked about when I went to the baseball game over Mother's Day and my wife pulled out her phone and started taking pictures of herself with our children and not including me. That's hurtful. And yet I don't believe if I would have called my wife on the carpet, she would have seen anything wrong in that. She would have questioned me. She would have done a Darvo. Look it up. Google Darvo, D-A-R-V-O. She would have denied it. She would have argued it. She would have reversed it. She would have been the victim. She would have been the victim, not me. She would have made it my problem. What's my problem? They don't see your reality. They don't see your pain. They don't recognize it. They fault it. They fault it. And you don't feel safe. I don't feel safe. I would love to sit down with my wife and have a conversation about our relationship. And I would love to ask her, why are you still here? If you don't like me, which you have said over numerous months, if you wouldn't even consider me as a friend, why are you still here? And of course, the answer we all know, I am her financial supply. She could not survive out in the open world financially. But that shouldn't be a reason why she stays here. If it is so difficult for her to be here in my presence, you would think that she would do anything to get out. She would leave. And yet we both remain for various reasons. And what I find confusing and what maybe I need therapy for is understanding how she can talk about a future. It's a future I don't want. I don't see myself being with somebody who will never be the mirage that she was some years ago. And that's what all of us seem to be stuck in, a time warp. We all want the person we fell in love with. We all want to believe that somewhere deep down, when the mask comes off, that they can put it back on. And in most cases, they can't. Yes, some go back to love bombing. Some go back to breadcrumbing. Some go back to trying to maintain some semblance of a relationship that you don't abandon them. But in the end, they are never going to be the person they were. And I want you to know that because I know that. I know for a fact that my wife will not go back to who she was 20 plus years ago when we initially met. And she had to make the effort. She had to mold herself and reflect back to me the person I wanted her to be. And that's just not sustainable. And so these are not normal relationships where you can sit down with somebody who supposedly loves you and you can have a rational conversation and say, hey, you know, I'm not getting anything out of this relationship. What's going on here? And that person could sit there and say, hey, you know, um, I'm going through a tough time, but you know what? I care about you. I care about our relationship. I want to make it better. That's not going to happen. You're going to go through circular conversations. It's going to be inherently your fault. And so if you get into a conversation, it's going to escalate into an argument 
And then you get the silent treatment or then they abandon you or maybe they leave. So you don't feel safe in a normal relationship. I would imagine that you feel safe. I think so. I'm not sure because I haven't had a normal relationship, but I would surmise that if two people loved each other, they would work it out. They wouldn't remain together because one is codependent or trauma bonded. They would remain together because they love each other. They want to work on their relationship. There's a maturation process. We read lovely stories about couples who've been together for 60 years and they just love each other. But that's not happening in these dysfunctional, dysregulated, and disordered relationships that you and I have. Because chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're in a relationship with somebody with a cluster B personality disorder. And it's just as difficult if that person is your father, your mother, your uncle, your sister, your brother. Because now you feel obligated. That's part of the fog You feel obligated. That's my sister. That's my brother. That's my mother. That's my father. We're all told that, you know, you have to love your mother. You have to respect your father. You can't not disrespect them because they're your father. Biologically, they're your mother. They're your brother. They're your sister. So it doesn't have to be a girlfriend or a boyfriend. It can be anybody. And we have to work on keeping our self-worth because so frequently we don't. So it's the little things, the little things that my wife does when she comes home from work and she walks right past me. And yeah, she acknowledges me. And sometimes at night she might come and give me a kiss goodnight. And sometimes she won't. The difference is I recognize it for what it is now. And yeah, it still kind of hurts Because before I would think, what do I need to do to earn that kiss? What do I need to do to have her be with me? And I came to the unfortunate conclusion when I was thinking about, well, gosh, wouldn't it be great to have her back in the bedroom with me? Why? What good will that do? Will our relationship be any different than it is right now? And the answer is no. And yeah, that's sad. And I could sit here and play the victim and I could say how sad it is and how I cry myself to sleep every night. Why? Why would I do that? And so I've listened to lots of podcasts of people in similar situations and some of them drive me crazy because these people don't understand that they are still trauma bonded. They are still codependent. There's a lady who does a podcast. I will not name it that I listen to and I listen to it for a cathartic reason because it's pathetic. This woman can't disengage from her husband. They live in separate households. They work in a business together. And yet for some reason she cannot disengage. She is trauma bonded and she sits there and pontificates from half an hour about how sad she is. She still has a lot of work to do. We all do. It's an evolution. It's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Myinnertorch at gmail.com. You knew that was coming. I always appreciate hearing from you. Your likes and dislikes. Do I make sense? Does it resonate with you? Tell me. Maybe I'm making absolutely no sense to you. 
But if you're listening, I do appreciate your support. I do appreciate you, if anything, taking something away from this and saying, yep, yep, that's similar to my situation. And this is how I'm going to make it better for myself because I'm not telling you how you can fix your relationship with your cluster B. There is no fixing. Understand that. There is no way of bringing this relationship back to what it was because what you had before wasn't real. What I had before wasn't real. Were you duped? Most likely you were. And you have to accept that. Because accepting that puts you on the beginning of a journey, on a path of healing. And when it comes down to it, you have to heal. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. New episodes uploaded every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I appreciate your continued listenership. And I say to you, be well. And in whatever you do, be good. This has been My Inner Torch. (laughs) 